All right, welcome to a uh, comic chat number 46. I'm your host, Glenda McGee. I'm a nine year comedian in the Phoenix, Arizona area. I'm originally from Compton, California. You can find me on Facebook. <coughs> Excuse me, Glenda McGee. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, GM3 Comedy. Yeah, you can pretty much find me on those two social media platforms. I don't really, uh, I'm not a real good advocate of, of social media, so I don't have that many uh, social media accounts. I'm not on that many sites because I feel like we give too much control to these computers and it make us uh, stupid. But anyway, today's date is uh, Monday. September 6th, 2021, uh, it's crazy, um, before I get started, just wanted, um, have a moment of silence, cause, uh, actor Michael K. Williams was found dead in his apartment, uh, this morning at the age of 54, Michael K. Williams was known as, uh, Omar on the hit TV show, uh, the Wire. Michael K. Williams, you will be missed. He was also like had bit parts in in some TV shows like Law and Order. Like I'm not really familiar with a lot of his work, but. Whenever his face popped on screen, he usually was some bad guy. I watched him on Law and Order. He played like a, a black domestic terrorist that was a part of this uh, this this, this uh, Muslim group that wanted to blow up a building in New York. And then Anthony Anderson, of course, the the, the black guy on the show, had to uh, pretend to be a Muslim and infiltrate their group, and then uh, get enough evidence to arrest him. It was a very um, weird-ass episode, you know, because it was just like, I didn't really think he fit that role, and I don't really think there's uh, black domestic terrorist groups in New York, but I never lived in New York, so I don't know, but he was a very talented actor, even though they always casted him as uh, the bad guy or the, the, the tough guy it was uh, it's like they were saying he didn't have any range but uh, he was only 54 years old and that's the uh, the shocking part he was so young he was not that much older than me and uh, no, it just puts things in perspective again. Like every time somebody dies, even if it's like not a famous person, it just reminds me that life is is not long and it's not guaranteed, and that's why every day is a present. And that's why I'm trying to change like my attitude, trying to be less emotional, less angry, less uh, connected to uh, my ego, because you are remembered by how you treat people. And you may not even be famous, but if you was a good person, it's almost like you're famous because there's somebody 
on earth somewhere talking about you because you know you did good things and you spread a lot of positive energy and a lot of goodness uh, into other people's lives and that's really the the point of life is to to spread goodness and, and love and harmony and peace to other people but we get so caught up in what we can see in the material realm that sometimes we forget that we have to value humanity as a whole. And I know a lot of people are like, well, a lot of people are assholes, so, so fuck humanity, man. A lot of people are fucking douchebags. But that's because we don't even look at our behavior most of the time. When, when then when somebody tell us that we're being out of line, we make an excuse for it. Instead of saying, yeah, man, you know what? I did do that. You're right. I, I need to change that. We make an excuse for it. Well, you know, such and such did this. And, or, well, you know, this happened, so I had to do what I had to do. And it's like, nah, it was still... It was still fucked up. And that's just, uh, like, the whole point of this whole podcast was to, is to talk about, like, stand-up and, and spirituality and how to be... You know, a better person, but I'm only trying to teach people what I already learned. I'm not saying that I'm a hundred percent a good person because there are no hundred percent good people. But you know, I'm better than I was yesterday, and the day before that, and the day before that, and that's basically what the point of your existence is: is to be better than the the last day. And I think that, you know, the world would be a better place if we set our focus on other people instead of so much on ourselves. Because it's never enough. I don't care what you accumulate. Money, possessions, status. It's never enough. You're going to always want and crave and desire more and more and more and more because the material things that we desire, they only fill holes in us that we refuse to fill in a, in a spiritual way. A lot of us are missing spiritual things and we think we can replace those spiritual things that we are missing with like money and and, and like cars and clothes and, and you know status things instead of looking deep inside yourself and saying yeah I have some issues that I need to resolve because a lot of us have things that we don't want to talk about or we don't want to address because life kind of puts us all in a torture rack because we don't know how to uh we don't know how to create a peaceful life for ourselves cuz we never taught how to do that we taught to chase the carrot every day of our life which is work hard slave away to to get what you want or what you desire 
And most people don't even accumulate half of their desires through working, but they donate over half of their life. And then when they pass away, the the company just replace them like they never even existed. But we, we, we sacrifice or we donate our life to these things because we don't want others others to make up negative opinions about us. When it really don't matter what another person think about you, the only thing that matters is what you think about yourself. But a lot of us don't even think about ourselves because we're too busy trying to influence the thoughts of others. We're too busy trying to put together this image, create this outer uh, appearance that is acceptable amongst our society. But I don't even get that because our society is so confused now. People don't even want to be man and woman anymore. They want to be everything else. And then they want to bully you into accepting it. While all the while knowing themselves that it's just some human vain ego thing that we're doing. Like we've been down here on earth so much so long we think we could just write rewrite the rules of nature and shit. And I know I got into this like last week or maybe two weeks ago. It just just disturbs me how it seems like every year they come up with a new way to confuse us and then the LGBT people get a new letter and it just it don't make no sense to me it just seemed like a whole bunch of confusion and just another team that split us up take a side argue with somebody so you don't see what is really going on which is just the the suits government is they're against us all we are is cattle to them all we do is work make them rich now they're so rich they they forgetting who making them rich the people who break their backs for little crumbs now they're like wanting to make these these shots mandatory and then people are still getting sick even though they got vaccinated and, and other vaccine like vaccinated people they 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 ignore that that the fact that you really don't prevent anything and then they sit here and they wear this this badge of honor a, a shot I got a shot so I'm a I'm a hero I'm keeping people safe safe from what what's gonna happen anyway that fucking shot is not gonna stop them from getting shot are just dying of some natural shit that they didn't even know had they had. People die in their fucking sleep all the time. So I don't understand why they give us these these uh these fake bridges of superiority to manipulate us into doing whatever they want. And then we just buy into the shit. Cause we don't wanna think or we don't wanna do nothing for ourselves, so we just go ahead and buy into the suggestion, knowing deep down inside, your, your spirit and your inner self is saying, this is some bullshit, but you can't say it, because 
all the people you socialize with in your waking life, they just agreeable and they just don't question anything. And they think that it's, you know, far-fetched to ask questions. We should just listen to the government. They always do what's fair, like take money out of your fucking check. <laughs> you know, that that's, that's fair. And then they... they give you some of it back when you retire. You know, that's fair. They always tell you to vote, but the guy you vote for never does anything you want him to do. That's fair. But we should trust these people with our health in our lives. And I know that uh, if you're in favor of vaccinations, that's, that's your decision. I just don't think it's fair that we uh, brashly bully other people into, you know, thinking like us or doing as we do. You know, it's just crazy. I don't, I don't understand the uh, the point of the division because we all fight and we all argue, and then when one person from the fight or the argument dies. Then the person that they was arguing with got all these nice things to say. But, but when you was alive, y'all was arguing. You were saying all types of nasty things. And then you didn't even take it back before the person passed away. So like the last thing you said to them was negative. Now you left with this resentment and guilt for yourself. Because you was acting outside of love. And did not care. That's why I think it's important to check our ego because the ego make you do irrational things. The ego make you do petty stuff. And that's why I don't like that that term. I'm petty. I'm super petty. I'm it's like, why do you want to be that? That's not it's not a good thing. Basically, you celebrating being unreasonable. And who wants to be an unreasonable person? I mean, what's good about it? But we don't we don't think about these things. We just everybody else doing it, so I'm doing it too. And you know, that's why everything's all out of whack because we just accepting anybody's bullshit suggestion as truth. And some of us do it just because we like to have a conflicting argument with other people. That it just it doesn't make any sense. But we just we need to change because you never know when the last minute of your life is. So that's why I, I do this podcast and I talk about spirituality and I try to, you know. Bring some positivity along with comedy to people because those are the two things that I radiate uh, highest with. So I thought I would share some of it with you guys. Um, I'm working on some things like being open to, to, to new things. It's still hard for me, man. It's still hard for me to be open to new things. Even though I, I change my diet, I don't really eat meat and I eat like... Nothing but like rice and vegetables and, you know, oats and shit like that. Like at first I wasn't open to it. 
I was just like, I'm going to meditate and that's it. But I'm going to still eat my burgers and I'm going to still drink my soda and I'm still going to, you know, live the life that I was living before I started meditating. But after a while, my body started questioning my own decisions. I would drink some soda and it it wouldn't even taste right. I would eat a piece of meat and it just just tastes dead. And then I would, you know, I went and got a salad. Like a friend brought me a salad. I didn't even eat salad before. And I just, you know, I bit into that salad and it just tasted much better than than what I used to eat. And I realized that my body was reacting more positively to the vegetables than it was to like the fast food and like the meat that that I used to eat and stuff. So I became opening, open, opening. I became open to changing my diet. And I think that that's like one of the best decisions I've made so far along this journey. So be open to new things because you never know where growth is. You never know where your spirit is trying to expand itself. Because our main goal is to become the highest, most positive, most loving, most successful version of ourselves. But we fall in love with these distractions because that's what America do. It just raises us up to want these distractions and then they kind of turn us away from God by making them all scary in church. If you don't do this, then God will punish you. And then you really don't even want to talk about God because you think you doing so much fucking up that there's no way in hell that he's going to even recognize you when you uh, pass on. But the truth is, no matter what you do, you are loved. If you seek that love from the universe, you will receive it. But a lot of us do not seek that love. We are not open to that love. Because of our ego. Some of us be so uh, caught up in our ego. Trying to look cool for other people. We be afraid to admit to ourselves. That we are in desire of love. I think I said this on another podcast. But I'm not sure. Maybe I did. If I did tell me on on one little uh, social media platform. But. A lot of us. we, We spend our life hiding. And I used to do it too until I realized it wasn't getting me anywhere and the truth is always staring you in the face because that inner voice is always telling you what you really feel even if you're trying to hide it from yourself. Deep down, yourself is saying, this is some bullshit. Because I know that was what myself was saying for a long time. And, uh, and it's crazy because they put this label on uh, psychedelic mushrooms. And uh, I did that for the first time. And that voice that was always checking me or always uh, mumbling about the bullshit that I was doing became the loudest voice. And it questioned me. And it allowed me to question myself. And it kind of furthered the, uh, the transformation that I'm currently going through. So you have to be open to new things because at first I wasn't even open to psychedelics because I had had I heard that they were so, you know, you see pink elephants and all this 
craziness when, when you do them. So I wasn't even open to it at first. But my own spirit was, was just bringing it around me. And I was hearing people talk about them. And then I did some research and I found out that, you know, you can do them, but you can't really do them like weed. Can't be, you know, unless you microdose, you can do it every day. But I don't really like to microdose. I like to go on trips. If I trip, it's got to be like uh, an eighth or more. Because I want to get all the messages and all the things that my inner self wants me to, to know. So that's what I do it for. I just do it for uh, to get closer to myself and, and to kind of find out what my next uh, step is in life. I haven't really done them in a few months, so I might do them for my birthday, but that's another story. But be open to new things because you never know where they could lead. I'm not saying if they're toxic, toxic new things, <laughs> I'm not saying just... Go be open to, like, meth and shit. No. Talking about things that are uplifting and positive and forward-moving. Because that's what life is. Life moves forward. Can't go backwards. Even though a lot of us uh, think we want to, we can't. So be open to new things. And uh, comedy-wise, man, a lot of... uh, comics be safe Uh, cross the line sometimes because that's what makes you a comic I like to tell comics especially new comics I like to tell them if it's going to get you in trouble do it I know that's probably shitty advice but you're supposed to take a lot of risk when you're on stage you're supposed to uh, pretty much be jumping it's like jumping out of an airplane you can either open your parachute and parachute and all the way down safely or you could crash and like die that's the the risk of uh, doing stand-up but in order to become a great stand-up comedian you gotta die sometimes so cross the line cross the line sometimes but it, like some people don't know how to cross the line because it's kind of like a a double dutch thing you have to do when you up there. You cross the line and you jump back across. You jump, you cross the line again and you jump back across. A lot of people like to tap dance on the line and like smear it and all that shit. And then they wonder why the crowd like doesn't respond to them. But you got to take risk. And you got to be, you got to be uh, open to crossing that line sometimes. Just don't go too far. If you cross the line and they laugh, that means go back across on the other side. Get them back on your side so you cross the line again. A lot of people get a laugh for crossing the line and be like, oh, they just want me to keep crossing the line. And then expand on crossing the line until it goes too far. And then the audience starts side-eyeing them and stuff. It's it's crazy. It's crazy how uh, that's just mainly new comics who kind of get into this. uh, I just want to say what I want to say. And then they, they think that because they think they're funny in their own opinion that the, the world has to have, they have to have that opinion of them too. And that's what stops a lot of uh, open mic comics from progressing is that they feel like they should get a laugh everywhere, every time they go up and everything they say should be laughed at. 
they 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 uh, tiptoe around places that don't laugh at them because they don't want to do the work to try to get funnier. Every time you bomb, it don't mean that you're not funny. It just means you wasn't funny that day. <laughs> and, and that's basically how I take it. If I eat shit, it's just like, oh, I ate shit, that's it. But the next time I go up, I'm probably not going to eat shit. And if I do, it's probably because I wasn't working. I didn't, you know, I was being lazy. I was taking more leisure time than time at uh, reviewing myself and actually putting pen to paper. I was just laying around, thinking of stuff, smoking weed, eating and all that shit. So I wasn't really focused on what I wanted to do on stage and I probably eat shit again. And that's a, a lot of people think that comedy don't take no focus. And, and that's not true. Comedy take a whole ton of focus. Because all about creating a oneness with that audience and everyone in that room. You have to create a oneness with them to where you guys are all vibrating in the same frequency and it creates that laughter, joke laughter exchange that we want. Like I told you in one of the other, I told you guys in one of the other podcasts, you have to match the energy of the room. Or if you don't, if you can't match the energy of the room, you have to bring the energy of the room to your level. So they will match with you. So you got to create that oneness with people. And that's why when you write jokes, you want to try to write jokes that are relatable and that people, that everybody can kind of, you know, Understand because they either been through it or they going through it or they know somebody that went through it. So that way they'll be on the same page and there won't be an imbalance between you and your audience. But a, a lot of comics are just narcissists and they, they, they just be happy to have so much attention on just them that they want to say whatever. And then get huffy when the the crowd say yell that was stupid as fuck why did you tell us that shit because basically if, if if you get nothing for a joke if you get nothing that's basically what the the audience is saying that was dumb as fuck and in a lot of comics they just project onto the audience afterwards well you guys suck and instead of going well that was just uh not a good joke or that was in poor taste you know, they, they project outwardly into the audience and it kind of keeps them from growing. And then they go up again and they do the same shit. So if you can, if you don't create that oneness between you and the audience, you, you're probably not going to be very successful as a performer. Because that's really what it's all about. Getting everybody to, to, to basically vibe like you. For however long you are on stage. And you can use many different ways to do it. But the easiest way is to try to think about other people when you write. Try to think about what you think is funny, but think about what other people might think is funny too. I know I said that before. (laughs) I'm always uh, just reiterating certain things because 
repetition is the way you learn and then when you learn you change and when you change you grow and you know you flourish and uh It was an interesting uh, week of college football. The first week, uh, seeing Clemson get beaten and Alabama use they just smashed whoever they fucking play. It seemed like they're gonna win again. UCLA had an impressive showing against LSU. That was uh, the, my big surprise of the week. In Florida State, they played very well, but they lost to um, Notre Dame last night. So it's good to see that Florida State might be back and Texas might be back. And uh, who else? Penn State. They beat Wisconsin. It was a very uh, defensive game. I've seen Joey Porter Jr. making me feel old because I watched Joey Porter play for, like, the Steelers. And, and I think the Bengals he played for. Now that his son is in the league, it's just like, Wow. I've been around for a long time. So, yeah, so college football should be exciting. NFL starts, uh, I think it's this week, Thursday, uh, with the Cowboys and the Buccaneers. I don't understand why the Cowboys get this, uh, this marquee treatment. I'm a Cowboys fan, but they don't win. So why do they always get the marquee matchups? Because we're going to watch them lose again. Tom Brady and them going to pull one out on them. They're going to probably try to make it one of the best games. Just to keep us watching. But I think that Tom Brady eventually will get them. Because I, I don't believe in Dak Prescott. So, I don't know right now. I think that it will be a good NFL season. But with all these... Uh, fucked up rules because of the vaccines and shit, all these punishments for unvaccinated players and and teams with unvaccinated players. It's just, I think it's gonna make it, you know, kind of weird, but it's also gonna probably provide a lot of parity. And you never know, you might see a a weird team in there, like the Dolphins. (laughs) But yeah, I hope that, I just hope that it's a good season and people don't get injured a lot no career ending injuries because that sucks to watch a person go down and they just be on the ground and watching their future just go to hell you could just see them in a in the drive through window they're going to be working at when they're being carted off the field <laughs> but I hope it's a great season uh, just trying to avoid talking about my Dodgers but they uh, dropped two out of three against the Giants, went a game back down into second place. Uh, held on to first place for a couple minutes, literally, and uh, lost the first place this weekend. But they did bounce back today and win against St. Louis. So they got two more against St. Louis. And I think San Francisco is in Colorado. So hopefully they can drop one or two against the Rockies. But I doubt that that would happen. Because the Rockies kind of suck. <laughs> I love I love baseball. Because a lot of people hate baseball. So I love it. Like, Plus it's just a slow game. And I think that's what I like about it. It's slow and quiet. and Everything is 
always catching you off guard because it's so slow that your attention span wanders off. And then when somebody gets a big hit, it zaps you right back in like, oh, shit. So the World Series coming is coming up. Hopefully my Dodgers are back in it. It's not really looking that like that from the offensive point of view, but the pitching is on point. Like I said, like last week, they got all the arms that they need. It's just the offense, man. They be putting up two and three runs and shit and striking out all the goddamn time. Like Mookie Betts struck out last week. He struck out four times in one game. I think that was the first time he ever did that. Or no, it was the first time in like since his like rookie year or some shit. And I was just like, what the fuck? How do you strike out at every play appearance? But, you know, hopefully they can ride the train and, you know, they'll uh, be back in the talks of the World Series. But we got the best pitcher in, in baseball, Max Scherzer, so I, I like our chances of getting back there uh, this year. Um, this has been Comic Chat number 46. I am your host, Glendon McGee. You can find me on Facebook, Glendon McGee. I'm the youngest one. There's like three of us, but I'm the youngest one. Um, Click on that one. You can also find me on um, Instagram, GM3Comedy. I want to say thank you to everyone who has listened to this podcast. And I want to say that I am tremendously happy and grateful for you. And I send you love, peace, positive energy. And I pray that the universe is always looking out for you and working towards your highest good because you deserve it and you're worthy of all your desires. You're worthy of a a positive, perfect life because you are of the creator and you have creation inside of you and you create beauty and everything else. Um, I want to say I love you all and I want to say that I'm extremely happy extremely grateful uh, for this podcast and for all of our lives and even though we're in a pandemic and there's hurricanes and and there's like everything negative that we can look at I just want to say thank you and then I'm grateful for everything positive that is just going on in the world even if it's not being brought to our attention Um, you can find this podcast on Spotify Pocket Cast, Google Podcast, Radio Public, and Breaker. Also on this lovely platform called Anchor. Thank you for giving me 35 minutes of your time this week. And uh, have a wonderful week. Be beautiful. Don't work off of ego. Work out of the beauty of your spirit. And uh, try to be more understanding of people before you get angry. Because we are all human and life is hard for all of us. So, until next time, I love you all. And goodbye.